Welcome to a bonus mini-sode of the PVD for 3 podcast. I'm your host, Parker Van Dyke. Nice rush four. Brown straight back. And it's picked off. It's wide. Headed for the end zone. Pick six. Devin Lloyd. The Butkus finalist and first-round pick, captain, leader of this team, Kurt, makes a huge play. He probably studies as much film as any linebacker. What a play by Utah linebacker and team captain Devin Lloyd to give the Utes a 14-0 lead and set them on the path to win their very first Pac-12 championship. Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit on the call, and what a great day to be a Ute. Today is so great that I decided I had to get back on air and share my thoughts and my appreciation for this Utah football team. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first bonus mini-sode of the PVD for 3 podcast. This will be a much shorter episode than our normal ones, but I just wanted to get on and share some thoughts about this great championship run for this football team, all the things they've had to overcome, and the things that they did to lead us to this point. So let's go ahead and get this mini-sode started. I wrote down five things that I think all Utah fans can relate to and appreciate that helped Utah win the Pac-12 title game. So let's go ahead and get to those five things right now with number one. Number one is 76 to 17. That is the combined total score from both Oregon games this year. Not only did the Utes beat the Ducks twice in the same season, but they beat them twice in three weeks. And I was doubtful, I admit. I was a little worried that the Utes could do it. It's already so difficult to beat an elite team twice in the same season, but to beat them twice in such a short period of time is truly unbelievable, and that's what Utah did. And, you know, I think the first time we played them, there was something to be said about a little bit of a surprise element. Maybe Oregon was underestimating us. They didn't think that we were going to be that good, and so we caught them off guard. But really, there was no excuses for that coming to the second game because they knew that we were capable of beating them and so they should have you know they should have been coming in guns a blazing with complete respect for us as an opponent but the result was the same no matter their approach and we just flat out took the wind out of their sails from the get-go and dominated from beginning to end in both games and we truly dominated all aspects of each game but really where I think we really took a step forward this year and really improved is we dominated in the trenches our offensive and defensive lines were truly incredible and that's where you win games you win games in the trenches and that's what the Utes did this year against Oregon and so the dominating in the trenches with our offensive defensive line it led to some unbelievable um, stats and production from some of our from our players. They all pro- they all produced at a very high level. A couple examples: Cam Rising, both games combined was 25 for 42, 417 total yards passing and rushing with two total touchdowns. Cam had some amazing runs in the Pac-12 title game. That run of his with the stiff arm was truly you know it's an unforgettable unforgettable moment and one of the key plays and highlights of the Pac-12 title game. Tavion Thomas continued his dominating play in both of these games. He had 39 total carries, 157 yards, and five touchdowns in both Oregon games. 
And then, of course, Devin Lloyd obviously had the great pick six in the championship game and won the MVP of the Pac-12 championship game. But he also had 13 total tackles. And then our defense had 13 sacks and 11 tackles for loss in both those games against Oregon. And so I think a lot of that success from our players offensively and from our backline defense, our second line of defense, is because of the dominating presence of our offensive and defensive line. And truly, in this game, we proved that Utah is better than Oregon. We approved that we are a better team than them, that two weeks ago was not a fluke, and that right now, Utah is the best team in the Pac-12. They deserve to win that game, and they deserve to be the team to represent the conference going into the Rose Bowl. So that's my first thing I want to talk about is 76-17, to the two dominating wins over Oregon this year. Number two, it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. We as Utah fans, we can all think back to how we felt after starting one and two in the first three weeks of college football. We lost to BYU for the first time since 2009, and we lose a game we should never lose on the road at San Diego State. And we all felt that this just was not our year, that we were not going to be where we are now for sure. None of us thought that. For me personally, it was after the Washington State game you know, we won that game, which put us at two and two, and it was our first. We were one and zero in the Pac-12, but it was such kind of an ugly game that I was leaving the stadium, and I kind of was okay with the idea, like, hey, we had just lost Charlie Brewer. You know, this potentially could be a rebuilding year. Maybe next year we come back stronger. So I'm just going to enjoy this season. It's the first season back with fans, so enjoy the year, and we'll see. You know what happens. There wasn't a lot of hope for the Utes in the early part of the season. But I do believe the turning point of this season happened right after the Washington State game with the tragic death of Aaron Lowe. I believe something happened to this football team that changed them and they were never the same after that. And Covey kind of alluded to it in his post-game interview um, after the Pac-12 championship game. He said that they started to realize that they needed to rely on one another more than they had been before And that if they were going to overcome the death of Ty, and if they were going to overcome the death of Aaron, and even finish the season, just play the rest of the season, they had to do it together, and they had to rely on one another. And it almost created this vibe from a fan's perspective that the football team felt that, hey, we have overcome some of the hardest things that life can throw at us. We've overcome the death of Ty. We've overcome the death of Aaron. So we should be able to take on anything the football field can throw at us. And so they rallied together. They rallied around their new starting quarterback, Cam Rising. And Utah went and performed at their highest level and played with almost this nothing-to-lose mentality because, hey, we've already lost so much in life. We can overcome anything the football has to show us. And it showed in their very next game after this turning point Utah went and wins in dominating fashion over USC on the road, 42-26. to So it was that turning point after the death of Aaron Lowe that, switched a, that flipped a switch with this team and that led to the Utes where they are now, playing their best football of the year. And I've said this in the past, you want to be playing your best football at the end of the year, and that's what the Utes are doing, and that's why they are Pac-12 champions.
Number three, the purpose is not the destination, but the journey itself. We as Utah fans can be thrilled with where the Utes have ended up, but there's got to be a level of appreciation for the journey and the road it took to get to where we are now. Obviously, first off from this season is overcoming the deaths of Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe, and those are some things that that teams should never have to overcome, but Utah had to overcome that this year to get where they are now. But I don't only think of this year's journey, but all the years that built up to this, all the growing pains and all the heartache that we as a program have experienced in the Pac-12. A couple things that you know come to my mind. I remember going 5-7 and seven in the early parts of our Pac-12 play back in 2012 and 2013. I remember losing to an inferior USC team back in 2015 when we were the number three ranked team in the country. I remember losing our last two conference games in 2016, which denied us a chance to play in the Pac-12 title game. And then I remember finally getting to the Pac-12 championship game, but losing twice, once to Washington and then getting smacked by Oregon. And if we were to win that game, we would have had a chance to go to the playoff. And I remember leaving that game specifically and thinking to myself, as good as that Utah team was, I just felt, you know, we were not good enough yet. We still had, it still felt like we had a long way to go to win our conference. And that was hard. That was hard to admit because that was a really good team. I also think on this journey about all of the previous players and coaches and teams that got us to this point. You know, I think it's so important with a program that each team needs to help build the foundation of a program. They need to help lay the groundwork of a program so moments like this can happen because championships don't happen with one year of work. They start, you have to build a foundation and continue to build that foundation and lay that groundwork until this can happen. So you have to appreciate all of the previous players, teams, and coaches that help solidify and fortify this foundation so that Utes could cap it off this year with the championship. And then I think you got to mention the one constant through it all, through this whole journey, has been Coach Kyle Whittingham. And he's been at the helm the whole time. To be a part of the three biggest games in Utah history, so you got to think back. Whittingham was the interim coach during the Fiesta Bowl. He was the head coach at the, at the Sugar Bowl. And now he is the head coach during our first Pac-12 championship and going to be the head coach of our first Rose Bowl. And to have the same coach throughout all of those moments in a world of constant coaching changes and constant turnover and coaches leaving programs left and right, that is something that is extremely special and unique. And it's something that we as Utah fans should not take for granted. So I am I am so appreciative of the journey that it took for Utah football to get here. And it takes all of us. It takes fans, or it takes fans, the school, past players, teams, and coaches, and the current team. So remember the journey. Number four, Utah's elite ability to develop talent. This is something I could not help but think of when I'm watching the highlights of the Utah-Oregon game because Utah has an unbelievable history of taking two- and three-star recruits and turning them into all-conference guys and future NFL draft picks. And I don't think there's a program that does it better than us. And I think about this as I see these guys, 
like Devin Lloyd, Brant Keithy, Britton Covey, Nick Ford, Cole Bishop, Nephi Sewell, and that's just to name a few. These are guys that were three-star recruits, probably overlooked by a school like Oregon, underappreciated. They come to Utah, and Utah develops them and helps them fulfill their potential and then gets them in a position to not only compete against the Oregons of the world, but to dominate against them and to beat them. And that is something that Utah is so good at, and it warms my heart to see these guys, um, again, three-star level recruits, to go out and dominate against a team like Oregon, who has players with much more stars next to their name, and they have a top 10 recruiting class year in and year out. And so... Kudos to Utah for developing talent as well as seeing people's potential in high school because they may not be the four or five star guys, but they see them with three stars and they see what they could potentially come. And the list goes on and on from Utah's history from doing that. And one more thing I'd like to point out is as a local guy myself, I'd love to see local Utah talent go out and perform and dominate on a national level level. So local guys from the state of Utah, like Britton Covey, Keaton Bills, Karene Reed, Van Fillinger, and then a couple East High boys I got to mention, Tennessee Pudatow and Paul Miley. These are just a handful of guys that are from Utah that decided to stay in the state and play for their university and represent their state. And speaking from experience, I don't think there's anything more special as a Utah kid to represent your university and to represent your state as you go out and compete on a national level. I really don't think there's anything like it. It's something that's extremely special that not a lot of people get to experience, not a lot of um, student athletes get to experience. So for any of you local recruits that might be listening and you're thinking about where to go to school, I'm telling you there's nothing better than to be at Utah, represent your state, represent your hometown, and play against the best and win at an elite level like Utah does. And so my question to you is why go anywhere else when you see players on Utah right now from our state dominating at a high level and representing the state of Utah and our university. So that's my number four, talking a little bit about how the Utes are so good at developing talent and developing local talent. And finally, number five, savor the moment. At the end of the Pac-12 title game, Cam Rising was asked about his thoughts about going to the Rose Bowl, and Cam just responded and said, I just want to enjoy this moment right here, right now. And so that is my message to all of you, Utah fans. Soak it up. Enjoy and cherish this whole moment. I said this same thing when the Braves won the World Series. These moments in sports do not come around very much. There's so much heartbreak and pain that comes from losing that you truly have to cherish the moments when you win and appreciate when you win a championship because it is never easy to win a championship at any level. And we know as Utah fans how hard it is to get to this point and all the things we had to overcome. So appreciate what an amazing, successful season it has been this year, all we've had to overcome, And all the other great things we did. I mentioned earlier, beating USC in the Coliseum for the first time ever. Beating Oregon twice the way we did. You know, these are things that do not happen every year. So truly savor the moment. 
And hey, we would love a Rose Bowl win. And that would definitely be the cherry on top. And we're going to go in and try to win that thing. I don't care who we play. And, you know, what we've done is what we've done. It's all about the next step. And we're going to go in and try to win that to finish this season off right. Don't get me wrong. But my invitation to all of you is to savor the fact that for the next year, we are Pac-12 champions. So regardless what happens the rest of the season, and regardless what happens in the future, no one can take away that from us. And so that is something very special. It's a great day to be a Ute, a great day to be a Pac-12 champion. So remember that, savor the moment. All right, folks, that completes the very first annual bonus mini-sode of the PVD for 3 podcast. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening to my thoughts. I just felt like I had to document what I was thinking and how I was feeling after this historical moment in Utah sports. But there you have it. The Utah football team wins the 2021 Pac-12 championship and we are on to the Rose Bowl. Stay tuned for future episodes of the PVD for 3 podcast as we preview the Rose Bowl and get you all ready for an iconic game, the granddaddy of them all. But thanks again for tuning in. I'm Parker Van Dyke, signing off.